Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in with J. Will, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. All the different takes about what the Jets should do at the second pick in the draft, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks now. That two pick is where the draft begins. We all know at number one, you have Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Put it in Sharpie. That is already a marriage. But after that, you have no... You have Bart. He is officially painting his fingernails pink. I'm painting... Who the hell called me? I'm pulling. I'm playing. And now your phone's ringing. You're, you're, oh, that's my that's my nephew from prison. Yeah, I can't take it right now. He's got one call. Like, huh? He has one shouldn't, call. Shouldn't you take it? It's the only Y'all call hear he's it on got. Air? No. no, we really don't. We no, shouldn't. no, we, no, 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 no. Hello. No, I don't want to hear it on air. Prepaid debit call. Oh man. Oh man. Oh my. It's a prepaid debit call, and you're now going to do this. A prisoner at the Michigan Department oh. of Corrections. Oh. This is my life, man. This is what I live every day. If you feel you are being victimized or extorted by this prisoner, okay. please contact GTL Customer Service at 855- He's probably watching the show. Uh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. you handle that. Yeah, Jay and I will handle call. the conversation that we're <laughs> having here. Life. Just didn't want you to lose that call. If you didn't want him this to lose that life. call. This is real life. That is true. Speaker, Don't know man. how to transition here into... The real conversation okay, we're okay, supposed to have. It's all good. Just, yep, as your fingernails are. Hey, hey, dark. Darnell, man, you on KJZ right now, man. I, I can't talk right now. Can you call me back? Right. No, no, uh, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on ESPN. Take that, take that another place yeah, now. Okay, okay yeah. boy. He couldn't hear. Okay. Yeah, all right, so, anyways, the Jets have the number two pick in the draft, oh and now. Zach Wilson has his pro day today, and there's a lot of thought that whatever comes of this pro day, despite what Mel Kuyper says about pro days, that it could change the thinking of the Jets with the number two pick. Rich Semini, who covers the Jets, he tweeted, today is a big day on the Jets' scouting calendar, BYU Pro Day, noon Eastern, by the way. Uh, GM Joe Douglas will be in attendance to watch quarterback Zach Wilson, a candidate for the number two pick. As Semini continues, he said, Douglas is high on Wilson, but I'm told this evaluation isn't complete. There's a medical check that, of course, you want to go through April, 10th, April 8th to the 10th in Indianapolis. He said that part's critical. Why? Because Zach Wilson has a surgically repaired shoulder. Mm. So they want to check that out, make sure everything's fine. Zoom interviews also will be key as well to get to know the player. Teams want to know more about his leadership traits, which is something, of course, you always ask of quarterbacks. It'll be Today will be the first time that Douglas watches the BYU standout throw live. So all of that being said, and you heard Mort talk about how it's Zach Wilson's job to lose with at, at number two, meaning the Jet job. We would think it means for the Jets that if they really like what they see, they go in that direction. If not, then they'll, they stick with Sam, and then maybe they try to trade out and see how many teams would want to make the trade up. So they are sitting right now in, you know, really in the seat of they control the rest of the draft. Yeah. Joe Douglas pretty much controls the draft right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he decides to do because it comes down to me, Robert Sala, and what he believes in Sam Darnold. He thinks that, okay, maybe LaFleur can be able to get the most out of him because, listen, what we've been talking about the old time, oh, a natural trade partner to see where maybe uh, Sam Darnold can be unlocked is San Francisco. 
So why would you send him to San Francisco if right now you're running exactly the same exact system? It makes no sense. So for me, I always say kick the can down the road, and I was just over there on Get Up, and you, it, we had, we had Tannenbaum coming with this absurd, complex type of trade to try and send, bring Russell Wilson and do a three-team trade. When simply when you talk about how you know, Jerry, Jerry was trying – I always say his name wrong. What's his name? Jerry – from, to, from the raps, how he was trying to fleece Masai, the, Masai, Masai, Ujiri. Ujiri. Yeah. He was trying. He was trying to to fleece the uh, free agent market, right? He was trying to fleece them. We'll see right? who was going to do right. something crazy. We know right now the most desperate team in the NFL is QB one, aka the Chicago Bears. So I think what you want to do is see how desperate they really are. Like because what gives you more time than anything else is time, right? Is a young quarterback. So if Nagy can bring in a young quarterback, he can arguably say, I never wanted Trubisky, right? He can say, I wasn't here. I wasn't a part of that. But let me get my guy, and I'll unlock my office, and I'll show you what this thing is all about. So he's saying, hey, if if Pace can work a way to get a draft and also take some money off the books by trading Khalil Mack to the Jets and they can absorb his contract because they're not paying Sam Darnold anything and say, hey, give me three first-round draft picks. Give me your next three first-round draft picks and Khalil Mack for you to move from 20 – to, to two to get jump. your future yeah. quarterback of the future. And that gives the Jets, even if Sam Darnold doesn't pan out, that gives you three first-round draft picks next year and Khalil Mack. This is like a game of poker. You just hold on exactly. to your hand. You Who's hold on to your the hand very last until, minute. Exactly. Yeah, and to the river car. You hold on to your hand and you say, okay, when it gets down to the last minute, turn over your hand. Yep. Either you've got enough draft capital that you wanted for the second pick and you make that decision – but I think at the end of the day, like you're staying with Sam Darnold. I just see them staying with Sam at Darnold. Least yeah, at least for a year. At least for a year. At least for a year. Unlock no, him with a new offensive coordinator, with a new team, new coach. I mean, it's just it's the right move for them to do. And at the end of the day, there's also the Bears aren't the only team. I mean, you've heard, you know, the the owner of the, the Carolina Panthers, right? Yeah. Taper talk about we'll do yeah. anything to get a guy like yes. Deshaun Watson. We're desperate too. We'll throw everything at you. So yeah. let's see who wants Zach Wilson. Like, if you're Joe Douglas, please, Zach Wilson, have an incredible pro day today. Yes. And please have a great pro day. And this Make is, it easier for me. Give me options, me. right. And, yes. and this is where we see what Joe Douglas is made out of. Is he cool as a cucumber? Or is he going to succumb to the pressure of being in this market? Because that's what we see in this market, right? People sometimes be so uber aggressive and not just waiting it out and letting something come to you. They go out and get it. So we're going to see what Joe Douglas' philosophy is when it comes to improving his football team because for Salah, this is his first year. So he, he's in a newlywed phase. Right now, some of the luster is starting to wear off because he went and got, you know, he went and got, uh, uh, who did, he got Khalil off the bench, gave him $8 million. That didn't work no, out. He got, he got Kolecha Assimile. That didn't work out, right? So, like, now he, he, he hit on, on a draft. Now he has to hit on a draft as well, and now he has to bring in something big and special. And he's done a great job in free agency, but he hasn't overwhelmed us, right? He didn't get that big fish. He didn't get Kenny Galladay. He got Corey Davis. So on the other quarterback front in the in the NFL, Dak Prescott stays in Dallas and, and yes. signs with Dallas, and they have a press conference and everything like that. And earlier in the show, we talked about how Mike McCarthy uh, met with the media, and he said how happy he was. He was on a beach in Florida with his family vacationing when mm-hmm. the announcement uh, was made, and he said he was doing cartwheels on the beach and everything like that. And you guys reacted quickly and said, why wasn't he at the press conference? I didn't see that being yeah. that big of a deal but did you feel really? like you're making a face like it is, well, this I, is- I, I just feel like from the moment that started to happen with Dak Prescott that's all people spoke about every day viewers out there listeners out there you know exactly what I'm talking about 
I would come into work and be like, damn, we're talking about Dak Prescott again? Again, again yes. yeah, fatigue. Again? Mm-hmm. Like, I have Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott fatigue. Yeah. I know our listeners had to have Dak Prescott fatigue. So if you're saying, hey, we gave him one of the biggest signing bonuses in the history of the league. Right. Right? $75 million for his first year. Like, that's a massive contract for a guy that you weren't sure if you were really committed to. Right. Everybody's talking about what's he going to do? What are other possible scenarios? So if you're building your franchise around him, what is it to say jump on a G4, get here in two hours? He wasn't in a foreign country. He was in Florida. He was in Florida. It's not like, it's, hey, yeah. I'm on vacation. I understand. But you know what? Like, I could be on vacation. Like, I'm about to have my kid. If there's a situation that happened here, look, hon, like, there's a situation that's happened. Like, I got to go and work for a day. Right. That's what I got to go do. Like, hey, we just had one of the biggest signings in the history of our franchise. Yeah. I'm going to jump on a plane, be there. Obviously, they didn't care what was going on with the pandemic. Everybody was there in one room. Which, which blows right. my mind. It right. blows my mind. There it together was just at the a podium. whole room of people. Right. And it, but, but also, you got to understand, you know, sports is about relationships. And there's no tighter or shouldn't be any more important relationship than the head coach and the quarterback right. who is the CEO of the franchise, right? So when you think about it as well, you know, McCarthy took this job because of Dak Prescott. So the fact that he got him back and they got him signed long-term suggests that he should have been there to support him because Dak Prescott felt like I wasn't feeling the love and it was a possibility, a true possibility, that he may not be there. So just the fact that when he looks up, he sees his head coach, he's like, you know what, I got his back. Because just imagine if they did sign Prescott. Prescott. McCarthy job security will be on the line because he, he, it, was, it was talks that he should have got fired last year. So the fact that they were able to get it done secures that maybe that McCarthy is going to be around for a little, um, a little longer. Now, I understand how you, know, um, you think of how, how Jerry Jones has operated in the past. Remember, Wade Phillips was the head coach, and then it was, it was Jason Garrett behind, and he got Wally Pitt, right? Like, so, so they promoted Jason Garrett from within. You, know, you got Kellen Moore sitting right behind there, who they love, who is a guy that they retained from the last staff. He's a guy that they can say, we can start over young, and we can start over with another young coach. So if I'm McCarthy, I'm trying to get his best relationship with Dak Prescott as I can. Yeah, it's, it, it is an interesting scenario. I, I didn't read much in it. You guys certainly did, so that, that well, conversation honestly, you commit to a college. Right, like I commit to Duke, and I'm holding a press conference at Duke. What does it say if Coach K isn't there? Like, would yeah. you look at that differently? Yeah, I don't know if that's the same thing, though, Jay. But what do you? What do you? What is. do you mean? I, I don't know if that's the same thing. I but have to be able. I get I have what you're to, saying. Me, I, I get. I. I, I have to get run what through the wall for you. Yes, I have to believe in you as my coach. It doesn't mean that they have. It, it's, the, for, it's the optics. No, the fact optics. that they left, the fact, the fact that they left them off the video and all that stuff. Well, too. that's a question that certainly you know needs I mean? to be asked. The only one that can answer it, of course, is Mike McCarthy. He can answer it, or maybe even Jerry Jones. So one of them has to explain why he wasn't there. And until that, we really won't know why. Yeah. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small businesses with specialized coverage for commercial vehicles. More at progressivecommercial.com. Back to the pro day conversation we go. Zach Wilson, his pro day starts at 11 a.m. Eastern. Matt Miller, he's in Provo for us right now, and he joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Matt, how you doing? All right, so I don't know if you heard Mel Kuyper. He's not too thrilled about uh, pro days, doesn't believe much in them. But if you're there, so <laughs> what are you watching? What are you looking for? Yeah, I love Mel. And, and it's like the, I do my first pro day for ESPN, and he's like, man, these things don't matter. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll cover it anyway. Thanks for, thanks for the support. No, I think this year, I think pro day times, you know what? I don't know that I believe that everyone in college football runs a 4-3 in the 40-yard yes. dash right now. Penn but State I do think, guys, right? what's super important is that something that because of COVID-19, I've actually never seen Zach Wilson throw in person. 
And I don't know that mm. Mel has. I don't know that Todd has. I don't know that Robert Sala has or that Joe Douglas has or that Urban Meyer maybe has, but Trent Baalke hasn't. And so I think what's super important about these pro days is just getting eyes on the prospect for the first time because Zach Wilson is an underclassman. We didn't get to see him at the Senior Bowl. There was no NFL scouting combine this year. So for myself, uh, for other evaluators who use the media, and then those evaluators who do it for NFL teams, this is a super important day because we will be able to see this person throw uh, live for the first time. And that does matter. I remember the Senior Bowl when Baker Mayfield went down there, and everyone talked about Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Josh had a good week. Baker Mayfield become the first pick in the draft at the Senior Bowl that year because people finally got to be around him, see how he interacted with his teammates, to watch the velocity from standing 10 yards away, watching him throw in person. And so you get that complete picture of a prospect. For someone like Zach Wilson, that's really important because he is a one-year wonder. No one was talking about him before the 2020 season. So I think that is important to see how does he react with his teammates. Uh, if you are the New York Jets and you're drafting a young man from Provo, Utah, are you comfortable bringing him to the media market that is New York City? where a lot of quarterbacks have struggled. So there's a lot that you got to figure out today. It's not just about how many 40-yard dashes are run. It's not just about, you know, three cones and broad jumps. It, it's so much about just getting around these players for the first time this year. Now, how poor, how much weight are you really putting? I mean, we, we all expect, you know, they've been practicing this drill and the, these throws and the anticipation and moving and being on a run and scramble drill with his receivers for probably two months. Do we ever anticipate uh, a bad pro day when, when someone is not on, on point or not throwing the ball well, understand that it's not any, any pressure in his face? And can he do anything today to hurt his stock? I don't think he can do anything to hurt his stock. I mean, unless you pull Ruben Foster and get kicked out of the combine. You know, you, you got nothing you get kicked out of your own pro day. So I think we're <laughs> safe there. Um, but I do think, like you said, this it's scripted. We're going to see about 60 throws today that are scripted. They've been running through it. He's going to be throwing to receivers he is familiar with. Dax Milne, another player from BYU who declared early for the draft, will be here. So that is what you see. is like, okay, there's going to be that chemistry. Let's not play too much into how many passes are dropped, how many are on target. That, that doesn't matter as much. And we know he has a strong arm. We know he's athletic. I think everybody's probably seen the video on Twitter of him doing the reverse rollout and launching the ball 60 yards down the field. That's the stuff that you actually expect to happen. I think it's the, it's the smaller things, the intangible things that you're really going to be watching. You know, what is the coachability like? What is the tempo like? What's the energy like with his teammates? How does he handle the spotlight, the pressure of being, you know, there are five other players working out here today, but we all know that ESPN's not flying me out here for, you know, Brady Christensen, no disrespect to the offensive tackle prospect. This is the Zach Wilson show and how he handles that pressure. You know, in a year where until December, BYU was really flying under the radar until that Coastal Carolina game on a national level. So I think that's another another key that evaluators will be watching today. You see, Matt, I feel like Joe Douglas is using this like a game of poker where he's holding on to the cards. Everybody thinks he's going to take Zach Wilson potentially with the second pick in the NFL draft. But I'm curious, you know, what other teams will be at the pro day watching potentially could trade up to the second pick? Yeah, that is, Jay, that's a great point. And that's something I can't wait for the roster to come out of who else is here. We got here a little early today. So, uh, you know, I think we could see the Carolina Panthers. We know they've been aggressive. They were in on the Matthew Stafford deal uh, before the Rams stole him away. So I think the Panthers are a team that they, they could be willing to go from eight up to, up to two. The, the key there is will the Jets do it, as you mentioned. But I think the Panthers are, are interesting to watch. Um, I think you have to wonder what the Falcons are doing. Matt Ryan's 35. I know he's 
you would think locked up for two more years, but I think this last offseason showed us that the NFL salary cap is kind of a myth anyway. And, and so, you know, outside of that, there are teams like, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers, but they're at pick 12. The New England Patriots, they're at pick 15. So I think that's why this year is so interesting because it goes Jaguars, who will take Trevor Lawrence, Jets at two. Maybe the Jets go Justin Fields. Let's just throw that out there as a hypothetical. It would shock me. That puts the Miami Dolphins in the driver's seat of, we went 10-6 and six last year. We have this number three pick because of the Laramie Tunsil trade with the Houston Texans. So we actually don't have to use that pick. We could trade that back. So in the event that the Jets keep Sam Darnold or go with a different quarterback at two, I think the Miami Dolphins have to love that, that there is a lot, of, a lot of hype and a lot of love for Zach Wilson around the NFL. Matt Miller joins us right now on KJZ, ESPN NFL Draft contributor. He is in Provo right now for the Zach Wilson Pro Day because we're all excited about Pro Days. And, you know, I know that Mel Kuyper did downplay the idea of Pro Days. He did that uh, with us earlier in the week. But he also said something else that was interesting. He said that Sam Darnold would be the second quarterback in the draft this year if he was part of this draft class. Where would you have Darnold in this draft? Yeah, so I, that's something we've actually done as an exercise is to go back and look at, at the grade that you put on that 2018 quarterback class. And I would have Sam as, as the second quarterback in this class as well. It would be close. Um, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I think there are some you know mechanical things that have to be cleaned up, but I think the athleticism, the arm strength, the leadership, those are all the things that you look for. And the hope is that you can coach out some of the you know upper body mechanics that need fixed. But I, I think Sam Darnold – it's easy to forget three years later that he was, by most accounts, you know, the number one quarterback in that draft. I know the Browns took Baker Mayfield, and that's working out well for them so far. But from the media, from teams, most people thought Sam Darnold was going to be the first pick in that draft until about two days beforehand. So this is not a player. This isn't E.J. Manuel, who everyone was shocked when he went in the first round. This was a legitimate round one quarterback who hasn't had a supporting cast around him. And I think it, it helps his case that, you see what Ryan Tannehill has done once he got away from Adam Gase. I think you see that, man, that Jets offensive line was not good. They had no run game. They had you know young wide receivers who you know, did start to blossom, but there's just, there wasn't a lot to work with. And so I do understand the sentiment of, hey, maybe we can maybe we can fix this guy and get him back to who we thought he was three years ago. And again, if you just go on the the pre-draft scouting report, not what we know now he would be the number two quarterback in this class for me. There weren't a lot of questions about Sam coming out of USC. Mm-hmm. He turned the ball over a little bit, but he played a lot of hero ball there. And right. so that was that was kind of the thing. was like, you got this tough guy who was recruited as a linebacker, and, and he's the grandson of an NFL player, and, and he's you know he's this rugged, smart quarterback prospect. And, and unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out for him in New York. His grandfather, I think, was the Marlboro, Marlboro man, too, man. wasn't he? Oh, like, like, like that, how yeah. tough can you get if you're the it's grandfather? Cowboy. Marlboro, man. But, you know, the one thing you got to watch with, with Zach Wilson today, Matt, a couple of things for me. Is he wearing gloves? Which hand is he wearing a glove on? <laughs> and when he's on his knees, how far can he throw the football? Because we all know that. Those that's are the a, things that Kyle matter. You're test, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Matt, we appreciate your time. As always, good to talk to you. Enjoy the day in Provo. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bart, where would you put Sam? In this, if he was in this draft, like again, because he's twenty three, yeah, right. Like, still like you always joke that Burrow was older than him already, right? But we st- we know things, but we still don't know things about Sam Darnold. So if right. you're if you just you because you watch Sam right. closely these last three years because you cover the Jets yeah. locally, looking at him and then looking at what the potential would be for let's say a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or anybody else in the draft after Trevor Lawrence, where would you rank him? I mean, outside of Trevor Lawrence, I would make him. Too. And especially because I've seen him actually play 
in the NFL, right? So I've seen him go and be put in some of the worst situations that he can possibly be put in. No running game. You know, last year, all his receivers, he only had a couple of them for, for maybe two games. And he didn't look great, but he didn't have any protection as well. So I've seen him play as bad as he can play, put him in the worst predicament. Now I want to see what he would look like if you put him in a great predicament. <laughs> Remember how Baker Mayfield looked his second year when they took some of the pieces away from him. They traded and got Zeitler out of there. And then, you know, last year they bring in you know, Conklin, they go out and they draft Wills, and you see how he looked. He looked like a franchise quarterback. We saw Mahomes look. Not average, but we saw him struggle in the Super Bowl without protection. And he had all the weapons, right? He had everybody else. All he didn't have is protection. And he's the best quarterback in the game right now. So I want to see what Sam Darnold looks like. And I, don't, I just don't want to make a, a rush decision too early and figure out I let something go that I should have valued. I want people to understand something, too. This is also the guy that calls people bum salad. He makes lists of the worst. So when it comes to talking about people, Bart doesn't yeah, normally sugarcoat. I'm a natural hater. There's no hyperbole. So what he's saying, I would take – I would take for, you know, for him being as honest as he possibly yeah. is because normally you are, Bart. I was going to say, guys, two things. Number one, when you go to a bad team, that's not easy, man. Right. It's not easy we when you see that with so you're, many. You're only players. as good as the talent around you unless you're part of the .05% right. in the world. Right. And, like, we can name who those individuals are. Right. It's barely we can name those individuals. So my thing is when I look and I watch a football game and I'm not a guy who's been playing football his whole life like Bart, but you can see talent. When I watch Sam Darnold scramble, I see talent. When I see his arm strength, I see talent. And then when I start looking at the pieces around him, I'm like, who's he playing with? Then I start looking at the history of Adam Gase. I'm like, man. I hear guys like Matt Miller talk about what Ryan Tannehill was and what he became after it. He didn't have Adam Gase. I'm like, hmm, right. interesting. Now I'm seeing the system that we talked about, Bart. I've been saying on the show for a while, we'll love to see what Sam Darnold will look like in San Francisco. Now you bring that offense here with a new head coach, with a guy like Joe Douglas, yeah. who's patient, who can fleece people by just being patient and waiting yep. in the draft. That's it's story. trending towards that direction for Sam Darnold. Absolutely. Hey, when the book right, is written, right. we got to run, Bart. When, when the book is written on – on this season and maybe even on uh, Joe Douglas with the, with the Jets, this day might be a significant day when you consider it what is. happens, what comes of it out of this pro day and how the buzz either builds or maybe even recedes, depending on what Zach Wilson does. And, yes, a pro day. Yeah. Back to basketball we go. There's, there's, they are one of college basketball's blue bloods. They are one of very few blue bloods left in the tournament as well. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. 
Luca, how do you sum up kind of the emotions of walking off the court today? Oregon, the number seven seed, knocks out the two seed. Kind of just all hit me at once. It was just upsetting to me. The dream run continues. Bulldogs stay undefeated. Man, it feels good to go to the Sweet 16. Who's going to beat this Gonzaga team? After a win, we celebrate hard and we know how to have a great time. UCLA, the program's 21st Sweet 16. It might be something in the air. Hopefully we can keep things rolling for L.A. There to the Sweet 16 for the first time since 1974. Everything we've been through this year is for moments like this. Three-pointer for Brown. He got it. Michigan wins it over LSU. Florida State is going back to the Sweet 16. What a display for the Crimson Tide. They hit on all cylinders. Wow, this is just a wrecking ball. The Trojans douse Kansas. It's been a great show so far. This show, I mean, but also March Madness yeah, coming back after not having it all last year. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, in with J. Will, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, and joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline is UCLA men's head basketball coach Mick Cronin, as they are also dancing into the Sweet 16. So, Coach, thanks for joining us, first and foremost. Second of all, and we've asked this of a lot, especially, you know, blue blood, traditional schools, traditional programs like yours for UCLA to get back to the Sweet 16. What's it mean for you and what's it mean for the program? Well, it helps recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> the Thank you for being honest. Yes. <laughs> Jay Will knows me, guys. What's you're up, MC? Get <laughs> you are, we always what's get the honest on, truth from you, man. We always get the honest truth from you. So, I just want to know, guys, it, it, is my man Jay Will – is he is his his wardrobe's impeccable, but it's radio. Is he dressing up for radio? Now you have to understand something too. I don't. You probably can't see us right now, but Jay will no, added can't. something to his wardrobe today. His wife Nikki is pregnant. She's due soon, oh, and what he's what he's doing today, in some you know feigning way of trying to relate Connect. to feigning way her interesting choice of words. He, he, he's, he has a watermelon a 20 pound right 20 pound, 20 pound watermelon, watermelon strapped to, to stomach, his Nick. right his stomach and he's walking around <laughs> and, he, and he's been crop dusting us for four I'm, hours yeah, yeah, yeah. it hasn't been good for the bladder and the stomach i'll tell you that for the team <laughs> oh man that's great man, mc that let me let me great. ask you because i'm curious we haven't talked in a while man and and i owe you a call but how you're building this program how is it different than how you had to build Cincy? Well, it's easier to get players. <laughs> I'm at UCLA, but no, you, you know, look, you got you, you have to still try to go with the core things that win in sports, right? You got to get the right players. Look, you got to have talent. Um, but I, I know Bart's on here with us. It doesn't matter what sport it is. You, you, you talented losers will, will get you fired in my job, mm-hmm. you know, because people see. Well, he got, you know, player X and player X is rated, you know, eighth in the country and he should win with player X. Well, you know, John Wooden couldn't win with player X. I mean, if player X is, it doesn't care if you win a game, then he's going to get you fired. So I think, uh, you know, UCLA, obviously much more attractive to elite recruits. But, you know, the key for me is getting guys that, that, that want coaching and they want want us to help them make the NBA, but have the maturity to realize that, that people, that if you want to get drafted, you better be a, you better be able to impact winning. Like you know, pe- people aren't looking to 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 get draft guys and pay guy give guys multi million dollar deals that are you know that are going to lose. I mean, so you know, you got to get some guys with some maturity uh, that, that 
understand, hey, you, you know, I, yeah, I want to get paid. I want to get drafted. But also I want to show that I can make my team win. Because, it, you, you know, at UCLA, like that's just a non-negotiable. I don't care, you know, can't care who a guy is. I mean, you played at Duke. You know how it was with Coach K. I mean, he went through it. You got to get guys who are going to help you win games. You can't just take anybody. So uh, definitely, you know, easier easier to get, get in the front door with recruiting. But um, you really got to be careful with with it's not it's not who you who you get it's it's making sure you don't get guys that uh, are, are going to stop your building process because you know nowadays guys man you know the way they're firing guys you don't get a lot of time you can't make a lot of mistakes because you know the impatience is out there it's real and, and they pull the plug they're pulling the plug on guys left and right. And maybe it's maybe it's fair because look, we make a lot of money, so people want results. So it is what it is. Well, coach, you're definitely getting the results. You're early in the process in your program and building your program. When was that buy-in moment? And, and can you re- recall it and tell us about when the kids bought in? When you know, because when a new coach comes in, everybody's skeptical. They're trying to figure out what this guy's all about. Then you hit some adversity, and they find out, and you learn a lot about each other. When was that moment, and why? How are you guys playing so well at the right time? Well, I, I would say, you know, look, our first team meeting, you know, I think we, we had uh, Cincinnati had beaten my previous school, beaten UCLA by 20 and 30 the previous two years. So that, you know, but, you know, those guys, so the guys and that when I walked into that meeting, they, they knew me they, and they knew who I was. But, they you know, they also knew how hard our teams played on defense because because what we did to them. But, you know, my, my thing, I think they they learned what type of person I was. As I told them, you know, I, my thing immediately was, look, guys, okay, you're, you're it, after this meeting, you decide to stay. You want to have an individual meeting with me? That's great, but you're now my players. Like, I don't want to hear, well, you know, he's coaching Steve Alford's players. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying that. So here's the recruiting process. So you, you stay, you become my player, you become my guy, and and you'll be my guy for life. So, like, you know, I laid it out to him. Jay knows me. I, I'm pretty direct with it. Um, and then the first workouts, they saw, you know, I didn't have a staff yet. I spent the first two weeks working guys out uh, full speed by myself, uh, you know, laying it on the line out there, guarding guys, fouling guys, the whole nine yards. So, I, you know, the guys decided to stay. Uh, you know, it's very rare this day and age. For, guys don't stay anywhere anymore. There's a thousand guys in a transfer portal already. But we had uh, 11 returning players, and two guys that already graduated could have left easily. Everybody stayed. So, but but it wasn't that easy. You know, as time went on and things got harder, you know, we we had you know I had to teach them how to practice, how to pay attention, uh, you know, how to dig in and fight, not give up. You know, it, it's uh, there was a lot of things that went on, but and you, you got to speak from the heart when you know guys. You got to tell them the truth, and you guys were players, so you you, you understand when a coach is is real. And you understand when a coach is full of it. And I'm not perfect, but I, if anything, I'm real. Mick, that's one of the things I've always appreciated about our relationship. You've always told me exactly what it was. So I need you to do it again here on this one. You guys had a big time recruit, and I saw articles about this come out yesterday. Uh, where you just absolutely blast the the G League Ignite recruitment of one of your players in Dacian Nix. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that story and, and how it led to that point? Well, look, I, I was just at Jay. You know me. I was asked a que- you know a question. They said, "Well, you had a committed guy that decided to go to G League." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! 
hold on a second. He wasn't committed. He he was signed, sealed in November. Uh, he, he, he was qualified. He was admitted to UCLA. Uh, and he was actively recruited. Now, people wanted to downplay that because that wasn't supposed to happen. It, you know, it, it, I, look, I got no problem with the G League. Them guys, do, it, do your thing. Kids want to go, go. But, I, again, let's keep it real now. You did what you did. You recruited a signed player that was qualified because you, you crapped out on some other guys that didn't want to do it and you needed a point guard. And, and look, man, Fredason's a great kid. So, you know, he, he and his family decided to make that move because of the pandemic. They were worried UCLA wasn't even going to play basketball. But there were things that were said in the process, man. They, they just wasn't right. It, you know, I, I know what was said to him. I know things that were told to him that convinced him uh, and scared him about UCLA not playing or, you know, college basketball not happening. And that's cool. I mean, if that's how they want to do it, look, they they don't give a damn what the hell I say or what I think. <laughs> you know, man, I'm the least of their worries. So, but but let's just call it what it is now. Let's not act, act try to downplay that. Hey, you know, the guy was committed and he changed his mind. No, 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 man. You actively recruited him. You knew he was signed. You did what you had to do because you needed a point guard for that team, and that's fine. But just, let's just call it what it is now. We're not on the same team, Jay. You know, we're, we're not. I mean, they, you know, they're doing their thing, in, meaning the NBA, and, and they're going to do their thing. So I just, you know, I like calling it like it is, man. You know me. It is what it is. And, and look, man, I, got, I don't begrudge any kid that wants to take that route. I'm the guy. I, look at anything I've ever said. If a kid wants, they should, they should, Nick should have had the right to put his name in the NBA draft. It's ridiculous that these kids can't go out of high school. You should. I mean, it's America. Guy can go to war when he's 18. Can grab a gun and go to war and get killed for our country, but he can't put his name in a draft? Come on, man. It's ridiculous. I just don't like the two-faced lies, uh, you know, and, and acting like we, you know, we didn't recruit the kid. Uh, we didn't know he was signed. Yes, you did. You did what you did, and that's fine. And if that's how we're going to roll, and, you know, you may not get front row seats for your scouts at UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, we got to leave it right there, but that was great stuff. Certainly something to keep an eye on going forward between the league and college basketball, no doubt about it. Good luck uh, this weekend in the Sweet 16. We hope to talk to you again. Go get him, Coach. All right, all right guys. Thanks all right, for having me. All right, all, right. all the best. Again, number 11, UCLA plays number two, Alabama. That's a must-watch game for sure. Yeah. Sunday, 7.15 p.m. Him and Nate Oates, two fiery oh, personalities. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that is definitely a topic, by the way, that we should keep an eye on. So today on ESPN Daily, the Sweet 16 tips off this weekend. Myra Metcalf joins from Indy to talk to the Davids and the Goliaths, the Goliaths in the men's college tournament. That's on ESPN Daily. Listen on your favorite podcast app. Coming up, we did it yesterday. It was fun. We're going to try it again. Caller Roulette is the deal. You call in right now, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You give your name and where you're from when you call in. When we call to you, we're not. you say your name and then you, answer, you ask us a question. That's it. Not how you're doing. If you do any of that stuff, any frivolous things, we hang up on you. How many calls can we get in before the end of the show? It was fun yesterday. Be part of it right now. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Jay Will's baby was born. Yes. Yeah, he was now, born. We now get to enjoy it. Since I'm, a, since I'm the captain of the uh, Am I the only one eating with a fork? now, you know what I mean? Jeez. I thought you oh, know, my I thought, God. I thought, I thought this you thing know, is sweet. It's really good. Oh, where you get this from? It's Whole room Foods? temperature. Where'd you get this from? Whole Foods. <laughs> you helped it mature, man. This is. Uh, I thought you didn't like watermelon. Oh, I really enjoy watermelon. <laughs> no, why'd you use that voice? Who, whose voice is that? <laughs> Yo, this thing is sweet, man. Mm-hmm. What call it? Whatever. It is deli- By the way, can delicious. we get a close-up of Bart eating watermelon with his fingernails with painted pink? Finger <laughs> Pinky cam. Pinky cam. All right. Pinky cam. We don't have much time for this, but let's have some fun with it anyway. This is delicious. This is caller roulette, as we said. When we say your line number. You tell us who you are, where you're from, and ask a question. If you ask us how we're doing, if you tell us anything else, we hang up on you. So here we go. Line one, you're up. Better bring it. Daryl, Texas. Why don't Urban Meyer trade Trevor Lawrence to the Jets and get some picks for the Jets and take Justin Fields? Uh, yes. Yes, Ooh, please. I like that. Yes, please. Oh, I like the way that sounds. Bart, you're not sure? I mean, yes, I don't know why Urban Meyer would do that, right? Because we've been talking about Trevor Lawrence for like three years. It's a body of work. He's a, he's a national champion. He's lived in the spotlight. He's played high pressure. And he's from that. He played relatively in that region. So I don't think I would get rid of him. Like, this is who everybody was, was waiting for. We thought it was tanking for, for Trevor. Yeah, way to talk me off that because initially I thought that sounded cool, and then I'm like, nah, that's not the right move for me. Evan has a follow-up question. I have a follow-up question because I've been thinking about this for the last hour. Have the Jets not traded the second pick yet because they're like, it would be the most Jets thing ever. They traded early, and then the Jaguars take like Fields or Wilson, and the Jets would have had Lawrence at the second pick. Is that why they're waiting? That's why you wait. It's a game of poker. Hold your hand. Wouldn't that be incredible? They found something about Trevor Lawrence. They didn't tell anybody about it. Like there's something wrong with like his – Plantar fascia or yeah, something exactly. like that. Only our producer like would take moments away from callers so he can talk about his team, the Jets. Oh, right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is about the callers, Evan. Next call. By the way, your baby is wonderful. Thank you. Line two. Go. Jason Fortmiller from Keechai, Kansas. Give me hope that the Chiefs offensive line will not hamstring us next year. I mean, it's tough, man. They have to find an option. I know they brought in Tunney. And, uh, they maybe built they, it inside. They, they maybe, inside. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but maybe Swartz or something comes back. After a while, they they testing the market right now, and the best option for them is to come back. I think one of those guys are coming back, so I think they'll be okay. But I still think they won't be what they were. But that's why you pay Mahomes all the money to overcome, you know, not having the best offensive line that he had before that he inherited when he was cheap. All Next right, question. Let's, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Line three. Let's go. go. Line three. You're up. Line three. Kevin Milwaukee. You see the Packers taking a receiver in the top two rounds. 
They better. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. G- give Aaron something. a little something. He's made marginal players look incredible. It, give him something to work with. I mean, even if they go get a retread and say, you know what, Sammy Watkins is flirting right now with the Ravens. You know, at least he, when he's healthy, he's a deep threat. Give him something. Throw give the dog a, a bone. Give, give him something. Give him something. All right, yes. roulette, roulette continues. Go. Line four. You're up. John from Santa Monica. Don't you feel like the Lakers have dropped the ball? They should not be planning for the future. LeBron James' window is small. The only thing they should be planning for is to get LeBron James on the court with his son in three to four years. That is the only future they should be thinking about, and they'll make all their money back. There's a lot to unpack there. Wow. I'm with the first part of what you said. I want to press the pause button on getting little Bronny Jr. there. And uh, Bronny Jr. is nice. He's cool. I love it. Let, let's give him some more time to see if he'll actually pan out as a player that should be drafted. Yeah, let's not put that but pressure see, on him too early. I can see them doing it, though. Yeah. I can see the Lakers doing It'll be it. be the tank for Bronny hashtag. Not like tank this. for Bronny. I don't, I don't know if Bronny's going to go top 10, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay, do we have time for one more? One more, yes. one more, one Line more. Line five. Let's go last one. We got five in. That's pretty good. Line five. Go. Line five. Line go. five. Bill from Nashville. Go. Bill from Nashville. Which uh, – College players in the NCAA tournament, still in the tournament, will be the best pro in the NBA. Suggs. Suggs or Scotty Barnes from Florida State. There it is. Scotty Barnes is going to be the one, I'm telling you. All right, there it is. All right, Tim Legler, Bruce Pearl on with Greeny next. KJZ, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.